Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Michael. I am so excited to see all of you here in our sanctuary as well as um, out in our parking lot and those who will be listening later um, on our call-in number. This is the third Sunday of Easter um, and we have some announcements. I'm going to turn that over to Sheila to tell you all the good stuff that's going on. We now have a celebrity among us. We have made the Clinton local. Last week, uh, Pastor and Linda and I visited the Clinton Library and um, the Clinton Elementary School and presented them each with a $500 check uh, as a donation from our Swiss steak dinner. And Pastor made the front cover, so. Also, we received a thank you note from uh, Pat Duty. Thank you for delivering the Swiss steak dinner. I enjoyed meeting our pastor, Michael Vollmer. So that was nice to hear. We are still have a few positions to fill. Um, I do believe we have a Sunday school teacher yes. on board. But uh, we will always take additional volunteers and substitutes. The plant sale we kicked off last Sunday, and it is going great. Please go online and place your order. If you don't want to do the online thing, feel free to fill out the form. We have a few out in the hall. I've got more in my car. Um, if you want some help with that, come on in and see me in the office. I'll be there tomorrow morning. We're still looking for recipes for our cookbook. April is Autistic Awareness Month. So Sandy's still got her little ribbons to sell. And I think that's it. What's the deadline on the cookbook? Do we have one? Uh, well, we want to have it probably the end of the summer because we want to have it ready, printed, and ready to go at the craft sale beginning of November. Gotcha. Okay. Good question. Thank you. It's me again. Please join me for the call to worship. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord, the Lord is, is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let, Let all, all the, the peoples, peoples praise you. Please join me for our first hymn on page 159, Lift High the Cross. Each newborn servant 
the love of Christ proclaim till all the world adore his sacred name. O Lord, once lifted on the glorious join me in our opening prayer. Astonishing God, you give us a vision of the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem, your home among mortals on earth. All people and nations will stream to your city where they will find nourishment, healing, and peace. Even now your blessing shines upon all the earth to help us see a larger version of your loving care for all creation. And so you call us to move beyond our comfortable circles and into unfamiliar places as we seek to share your dream of a world made new in Christ. Amen. Please join me for our next song, Rejoice Ye Pure in Heart, page 160. Rejoice ye pure in heart, rejoice, give thanks and sing, your glorious banner wave on high, the cross of Christ your King. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and sing, your Rejoice, rejoice. 
would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Living God, you sent your apostle to preach the gospel to women gathered by a river in a secluded place of prayer. There, a businesswoman named Lydia was led by the Spirit to hear your word as truth. You opened her heart in love, and she opened her home for the spreading of the gospel. By the power of your Holy Spirit, fling wide the doors of our hearts this day as we hear your word of life, that we too may open our lives to serve your world in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is taken from John chapter 14, verses 23 through 31, NIV version. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The earth has yielded its increase, and God has richly blessed us. Therefore, bring your tithes and offerings and come into God's courts with praise. the cross where my Savior died, down where the cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name, there to my heart was the blood Glory to his name. I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to
doxology. Giving God as spring bursts forth its blossoms in witness to your love, you bless us from generation to generation with the new life of Easter faith. All that we have and all that we are come from you, O God, so we gladly share this offering that others too may be blessed for the sake of Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Amen. Now is the time for our youth moment. If any of our Youth and children want to come up uh, in front here, and I will meet you down there in one second. Okay, sorry about that. Pastor lost the microphone. Oh, it's okay, buddy. I like your shirt. Oh, you got Minecraft, we got PJ Masks, and what's on yours? Dinosaurs! Sweet. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? Oh, okay. All right, so, do you guys know what wisdom is? 
No. What do, you, what do you think wisdom is? You're not sure? Yeah. That goes for most people. Don't, don't feel bad. Um, so most of the time when somebody says wisdom, we think about how smart they are. Um, if somebody would say, oh, that person's really wise, we'd think of it as, oh, that person, they're really smart. But back, way, way back in the day, wisdom meant other stuff. It also meant that you, had, you were practically, practically good at something. So let's see. Um, I don't want to go the Chicago route and get myself in trouble. Uh, Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas used to play for the Pistons when they won the championship. And they're both really good players. So somebody could, would have said a long time ago that they were wise because they had such good talent and were really good at what they were doing. Um, Barry Sanders would have been considered wise. These are all before your time, Pastor striking out. Um, <laughs> the Avengers would have been considered wise. Um, superheroes, stuff like that. So, so there's lots of different ways we can think about what being wise or wisdom. What's something you think you're really good at? Okay. So, so you would be wise when it comes to that. What about you? What's something you think you're really good at? Putting your shoes on the right feet. That is very important. So there, you would be very wise on that. And you know... There's, there's lots of different things we can be wise about. The most important thing, though, is to remember that God is what helps us be good at stuff and be wise on things. And so it's important that we make sure that when we pray, we thank God for, for helping us to be wise and that we continue to try to be wise um, in our lives, okay? Does that sound all right? Maybe? A little bit? Yeah? Okay. Um, Say, Pastor had coffee this morning, so he's more awake. Um, well, I, I don't think I can give you guys coffee. I think I'd get in trouble. Um, yeah, my yeah, they wouldn't like that. Um, but Pastor, I, you know, I know a lot about coffee, so when it comes to coffee, I might be considered wise. Although because of how much I drink, some people might not think I'm very wise. So it's all about context. All right. I am not going to bore you with any more talk about being wise, but I do need your help on something that I think you are both very wise with, and that's helping lead the Lord's Prayer. Can you guys help me do that? Yeah. All right, you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
Amen. You guys did a great job. There are suckers here for you, and I think we've got Sunday school with Miss uh, Miss Linda, um, and, and maybe Miss Kelly. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. So, go have fun. Go listen to your teachers, for they are wise. I agree. All right. <laughs> if you would please join me in a continued attitude of prayer. Um, before we get into our prayer, we have our prayer requests um, in the bulletin. You will see we have prayers for uh, Nicole's parents. Uh, her mother, Brenda, is at home uh, battling COVID, and her father was admitted to the hospital Tuesday with COVID pneumonia. Uh, which I admit I did not know was a thing. Uh, they live in Florida, so please keep them in your prayers. Uh, we have prayers for Louise's daughter's father-in-law, Bob, uh, who is in treatment for cancer, and his meds, they're trying to get that all straightened out because they've been causing him some issues with his heart. Uh, we are asking for prayers for Jenny, Tracy, and Molly, who are all fighting cancer. Prayers for Dean, who is having medical issues. Uh, prayers for Maddox, who is a two-week-old baby uh, who is looking at the possibility of having cystic fibrosis, uh, which is, I don't have to tell you, a very, very difficult thing. Um, Martha wanted us to know that her nephew, Scott, is now uh, in doing much better. They've got his uh, feeding tube and everything sorted out, um, but we're asking for continued prayers for uh, him to get better and for his family as well. Uh, prayers again for Nancy Martin's family as she passed away on the 28th of March. Continued prayers for Terry and Phyllis Ross. Terry's health is still kind of declining and um, not really sure what to expect um, at this rate. Uh, we have prayers for uh, Darlene Pentrix, uh, who was hospitalized in critical condition with COVID. Um, we have prayers, uh, Rosemary has asked prayers for, um, for Dwayne, um, who is on our prayer chain. He is about, they're estimating about a week to live. It's her brother-in-law and so uh, prayers that if his time here is short, that it be as painless as possible and, uh, and easy as possible for him and his family. And then uh, we have prayers for Nancy Miller. Uh, she is in uh, Chelsea Hospital with COVID. Um, she is not on a ventilator at this time, but we're very concerned about her condition. Um, so please keep her and Lucy and everyone else in their family in your prayers. Holy God, we come before you this beautiful day, and the sunshine, the, the breeze, helps us to, to think of the time before this pandemic, 
may bring feelings of, of joy or relaxation. We are thankful for the way nature can, can affect us in the most positive ways. But we also know that there is a lot of hurt and suffering in our world right now. And we want to lift up all of those who are suffering today. You have heard the names we have lifted. We want to include all of those who are suffering physically, emotionally, or mentally, fighting illness or injury, dealing with COVID, fighting depression, or other struggles. God, we, we pray for your intervention and ask that you would continue to guide the hands and efforts of all of our medical professionals who are working so hard from our doctors and nurses to our psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers and so many others that are, are doing so much, giving everything of themselves to try and, and help us to be better. We are also thankful and ask that you would keep watch over all of those who work so hard to keep us safe, all of our servicemen and women serving in the military, our police and firefighters, our first responders and others. We pray that you would live in their hearts and minds, guide their words and actions, keep them safe and strong. And for those who are far away, we pray that they may be able to come home soon and that we could see an end to conflict in this world. But Lord, we also acknowledge that it feels as though conflict is continuing to grow in our world. We continue to be witness to and hear of events that are seemingly so atrocious, so horrible. Every time we turn on the news, our hearts break. And while we know that because we have free will, we cannot just wish these things away and that life will never be perfect as long as we continue to fall towards sin, we pray for your intervention. We pray for your spirit of peace to envelop this world, open our eyes and our hearts that we might see one another the way you see us as beloved children of God, Help us to see one another with the same love and mercy and grace that you see us. Help us to understand and fully feel the reality that we are all equal and worthy of being, of existing, of loving, of, of mercy and grace. Help us to work alongside you for peace. Help us to be better than we are, that we might become the people you have intended us to be. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do not let your hearts be troubled, but confess your sins, and God will give you peace. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Loving God, we confess that we are an anxious people who deny your blessing and fail to keep your word. Forgive us, we pray, for these and all our sins, that we might live in peace 
and reflect your love in the world. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Please take a moment for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, let your hearts be still, for God loves you and forgives you all your wrongdoing. Beloved, receive the peace of Christ. Amen. Please join me for our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed, ecumenical version on page 882 or in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is from Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Final exhortations. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put in it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. Our next so... so oop. Our next song is Lord, I Want to Be a Christian on page 402.
heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. In my heart. In my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Our third scripture reading for today comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verses 20 through 27. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of wisdom and love, you call us to guard our hearts. Everything we do flows from our hearts, and God will also guard our hearts through Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit help us to never let our hearts be troubled because of our faith in Jesus Christ and the grace and salvation he secured for us through his life, death, and resurrection. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning once again to all of you. For the next five weeks, we are going to be using a new sermon series that I have created that focuses on a book of the Bible that is not often preached on. In fact, it only appears in the Revised Common Lectionary, the, the three-year schedule of texts for use in preaching and worship that many pastors and denominations follow. It only appears there a total of nine times over the three-year cycle. And three of those times are all on the same day in each of the three years for the Easter Vigil. So you could argue that this book of Scripture actually is only represented seven times in total. For a comparison, the Gospel of Luke appears 80 times, and the Book of Psalms appears around 335 times. So it might make some sense that, then that this mystery book is not often a focus for preaching in many churches. However, this is a book that many people may know bits and pieces of. Some will even quote it, um, even when they don't realize that that's actually what they're quoting. 
This book is often described as an anthology of collections of sayings and instructions. And it is believed that the primary purpose of this book was to teach wisdom both to the young and inexperienced as well as to the aged and advanced. So what is this mystery book of the Bible, you may be asking? I'm sure some of you, most of you have already guessed what it is, especially because we read from it already this morning and because of where that reading is in place in the order of worship. But just in case, and to be clear, I am talking about the book of Proverbs. That's right. For the next five weeks, including this one, we are going to be examining some of what we find in the book of Proverbs in a series I am titling Proverbs, Words of Wisdom. But before we get into that specific reading for today, I want to talk a little bit more about this book of the Bible. As I know, many may not be remarkably familiar with it, given the lack of focus that it often receives in worship and preaching outside of potentially connecting verses about wisdom or teaching. So here we go, Proverbs 101. Let's start with some facts about this book. Unlike other books in scripture that urge the readers to perform wise acts, Proverbs instead urges them to seek wisdom itself. And it will usually portray wisdom as a woman who is seeking human beings as disciples and companions. In fact, as I was trying to explain to our children earlier, um, in the ancient Near East, wisdom was not theoretical knowledge but practical experience. So, for instance, a jeweler who cut precious stones was thought of as wise. Kings who made their domain peaceful and prosperous were wise. And one could be wise in daily life as well in knowing how to live successfully, like having a prosperous household and living a long and healthy life without trouble in God's universe. Ultimately, wisdom or sound guidance aims at the formation of character. Like many other books of the Bible, the authorship or parts of the authorship of Proverbs are sometimes debated. The book itself begins with a title that ascribes the Proverbs to Solomon. But later chapters indicate that maybe he was not the sole author and that others had contributed to some of the content in the book. Regardless of the exact authorship, it is widely accepted that the background of Proverbs seems to be set in the royal court at Jerusalem. Regarding when it was written, we're looking at somewhere around the 10th century for the bulk of it, and if there were later editions from other authors, they probably would have come somewhere between 7 and 800 BCE. One of the things, though, that I really appreciate about this book of the Bible is that because it's a collection of collections, there are many focuses and questions raised throughout the text. Wisdom is absolutely at the central core, but questions of values, moral behavior, and the meaning of human life, right conduct, and, and much more. It holds its theological foundation in the idea that the fear of God or submission to God's will is the beginning of wisdom. Now, there are countless other uh, focuses that we can take with this book, 
And I've identified five that I think are especially relevant or helpful for where we are in our world right now. This week, we will primarily be focusing on our reading from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 27, that you heard me just read, in a, title, in a message titled, Guard Your Heart. For the heading of the fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs, it is, Get Wisdom at Any Cost. And it begins, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. Verses 20 to 27 are the third and final appeal in which the author, or as outlined in the text, the father, scarcely concerns himself with specific moral issues. Instead, he simply urges his listeners or readers to stay true to wisdom. He warns them to pay attention and listen to his words, to not let them escape their sight, and to keep them in their hearts. And then verse 23 instructs us to, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Now, in this case, we, of course, are not talking about the physical organ in our bodies, although it's probably a good idea to guard that and take care of it as well. But in this case, the heart is referring to the mind and even the whole personality of the individual person. The capacity to live with joy and vigor ultimately comes from within. It is believed that the corrupt heart draws one down to the grave, but wisdom protects the heart from that corruption. Now, if we do look at our other readings for this morning in Philippians chapter 4, there is also a mention made of guarding your heart. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And even our passage from John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, shares in verse 27 when Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Both of these passages echo the advice and instruction from Proverbs and were written well after the book of Proverbs. It is very possible that Jesus not only was aware of the book of Proverbs, but had access to it, may have even studied it during his lifetime. One thing that I found interesting is how early in the passage, the heart is mentioned as a stored treasure or a place to store a treasure. But then later when we get to verse 23, it is now a spring of life from everything you do flows from it. Now, even though this might seem like a case of mixed metaphors, both of these representations insist that the heart that holds on to teaching is a source of life. The heart, the seat of intentions, thoughts, and emotions, serves as the control center for the rest of the human anatomy, especially the organs of speech. So a guarded heart and a right speech would go together. Now you may be thinking to yourselves, as, as I was thinking as I was writing this message, 
all right, so how do we guard our hearts in today's world? And I think there are many ways to guard our hearts and potentially many things to guard our heart from or against. For instance, we can and should guard our hearts against anger. I know that's easier said than done. Everyone struggles with with anger at some point. And I'll be honest, it seems like it's a bigger struggle more and more lately than maybe in recent years. The problem is, though, that anger can act as a poison to our bodies, both physically and spiritually. And that can make us more vulnerable to the temptation to hurt others with our words and our actions. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32 tell us to get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. There are some people who believe another way to guard your heart is to watch what you say. This, again, can be very difficult at times and seems to be a bigger challenge in today's world. Now, what that means, what, how to watch what you say, that could mean including avoiding using perverse, crooked speech or avoiding vain or idle words or language that reveals a heart set on disobedience. Do not speak against what is right. Another way could be to focus on what is before you. This might include not seeking out trouble or disaster through mischievousness. Again, easier said than done. But doing so, when we seek those things out, it distracts us from focusing on what God has intended and has put before us. Focusing on where our feet are going is another way we can guard our hearts. If we don't think about where we are going, we can end up going in the wrong direction or ending up somewhere we really don't want to be. God will guide our path in life, but we have to pay attention and listen for where God is trying to lead us. And another way that we can guard our hearts is to avoid and stay away from evil. This, again, is a lot of times much easier said than done, if for no other reason that it can be hard sometimes to identify evil because evil can be deceiving. Evil doesn't always present itself as evil. But when we work to stay on the path that leads to Christ, we can avoid the wrong paths in life and be led away from evil. The truth is, God's way of guarding our hearts may be different than what our idea of how God guards our heart is. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6-9 through 9 reminds us that God never promises to protect us from pain, hurt, or anything that will make us more like Jesus. God will not keep us from any circumstance or situation no matter how brutal, that will lead us into a deeper knowledge of God's own heart. But God, through the word, guards, shields, and protects our hearts. 
That doesn't mean that pain will never come. We all know that it does. But it does mean that when that pain comes, we can rest and ultimately rejoice because we know that God is with us and is guarding our hearts. There is something else to consider with this idea of guarding your heart, though. When we get hurt in life, we may have a tendency to build walls around our heart. People build walls around their hearts after things like heartbreak, great loss, feeling betrayed, and other things that cause pain. Just like most things in life, though, there is a balance that we must work towards achieving when we guard our heart. Yes, there are things we need to do and things we need to avoid. And as hard as it is, we need to work to not fall into that trap of building walls around our heart. Those impenetrable walls make it harder for us to love each other, ourselves, and our God. We have to work to not let those walls go up because they prevent our love from going out and from love from others and God from coming in. So here's your challenge for this week. I want you to take some time and really think about and pray about how you guard your heart and whether or not it's serving you the best way. Ask God to guide you. Make a real effort. Look at those walls. Sometimes some of those walls are easy to see and acknowledge that you've built. Sometimes they're harder to see and harder to admit why you've built them. And again, pray Ask God to guide you in taking those walls down so that that love can flow in and out, that that love can enrich you and your love can enrich others. Do this with all sincerity and commitment. God will guide you. All you have to do is ask. Amen. Now, this morning, for our last song, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I've had uh, several people inquire about the use of some contemporary music in our worship service. And since we are currently at a place where we cannot sing inside, um, after consulting with the worship committee, we thought the next couple weeks might be an opportunity to introduce some of that kind of music to see if everyone really likes it or if it's going to make people go crazy. Um, hopefully not. But um, we're going to try this for the next couple weeks and, and see. So after the service, whether you say something to me or something to someone on, on worship, uh, Linda uh, Strickland is our chair, um, or you email or call, whatever, but please give us some feedback because we really want to make sure that we are offering as many opportunities for people to feel like they can connect with and participate in worship. And at the same time, we don't want to make it where we're, we're pushing anyone away because of content. So um, today, uh, we are going to hear a song. 
titled, ironically, Guard Your Heart, um, from a group called 1GN. So I invite you to, to really listen to this song, and the words are in your bulletin if you want to follow along. Um, I'm not sure if you'll be able to follow along singing, but you can at least follow the words, as we know sometimes uh, musicians and artists don't always enunciate as well as some of us might prefer. So um, please listen to this song um, and, and really let the words sit with you. There are some very powerful words in that song. We do need to know our worth. In the eyes of our God, we are 
Christless. Beloved children, live in love, abide in peace, and serve the Lord, for God is ever-present. May the Lord be gracious and bless you that you may live a life of praise in God's life. Guard your heart. Amen.